just recently, not too long ago, we lost a great rabbi in our community, Rabbi Shlomo Lankri, Zechet Sadik Lebracha. Some of you might have known Rabbi Lankri. He was a legend in his own time. Anyone who came to Brooklyn, especially to the Sephardic community, nobody went through without knowing Rabbi Lankri. He was, he was bigger than life. He was a personality of personalities. He used to get people to laugh, but at the same time, he always knew with the funny broken English that he had, the right words to pick up the spirits of people. And you wouldn't expect that from a guy who was none other than a one-man Hevra Kadisha of the whole community. That's right. He was the Hevra Kadisha of the community. A one-man show. Sometimes he would have two or three funerals that he'd have to bury people a day. And he's not the guy that showed up to the funeral and kished. No. He was the guy that went with the family afterwards to the cemetery and oversaw the Kvurat Yisrael and made sure that they were good to the last moment and even brought him home and showed up by the house for the Shiva and raised up the family. He would get constantly, not 10, not 20, not 30 years. We're talking about almost 40 years of phone calls in the middle of the night, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and he had that legendary pickup of, Hi, boss. Rabbi, I'm sorry to wake you up, but we have a mitzvah. Someone just passed. He would jump out of bed, put on his clothing, and run to go do for another family. Run to go do the mitzvot for people at their dire moment of need. That was Rabbi Lankri. A man that knew nothing about living for himself. I think he owned one suit. It was only about other people. It was only about community. It was only about changing the lives and being there for others. Recently in COVID, a great young rabbi by the name of Rabbi Chaim Dahan, he taught my shul. He gave the ladies class. He wouldn't take a penny talking about people that were out there to make good and influence the good lives of other Jews. He would carry the burdens of people. He would give them incredible advice. He wouldn't take a nickel. L'shem shamayim. COVID-19 came. And we got the phone call one morning. It was a shock. This young rabbi, Rabbi Chaim Dahan, barely 50 years old, he passes away. His wife calls me that morning and she's crying. She says, Rabbi, please. This was smack in the middle of the height of COVID. We're talking about between Purim and Pesach. When nobody was walking outdoors. Where all we heard day and night were the sirens. She calls me and says, Rabbi, please. I don't think we're going to have a minyan by the burial by the cemetery. Let alone a rabbi, please, can you come? Just say a few words by the grave. Of course there's no funeral. We're in the middle of COVID. There was nothing. Barely a Kaddish. I said, I have to go have Hakarat Tov to this rabbi that taught by me in the shul. I jump in the car and drive out. Ladies and gentlemen, I drive into the cemetery in Long Island. There was a parade of cars, and none of those cars were siblings. It was just the Metim themselves. And they brought them out. And each person didn't have their individual minyan. So we had to bring all the Avelim together to make a minyan at each kvura. When it came time for Rabbi Chaim Dahan, I turned to the guys from the cemetery. These guys, the grave diggers, they were in hazmat suits from head to toe. They looked like Buzz Lightyear in yellow. They literally looked like an astronaut with glass across their faces, thick gloves, holding shovels, ready to go. After I said a few words on the grave of this rabbi, I turned to one of the grave diggers and I said, can I have your shovel? 
I want to do the mitzvah. I want to put dirt on top of the coffin. He looks at me and says, no. I said, what do you mean no? Give me the shovel. He says, no. I said, why not? He says, if I give you the shovel, I'm scared I might get COVID. I said, bro, look at you for heaven's sake. You're in this hazmat suit from head to toe. You look like you're from out of space. I'm standing here in my yeshiva jacket with this little mask with a smiley, have a nice day, and you're scared of getting COVID? Give me the shovel. He says, no, Rabbi, I'm not giving you the shovel. I said, all right. You want me to do this by hand? It's not going to be the first thing I've done in life by hand. I got down on all fours, me and another guy, and with our hands, with our hands, we started to push the dirt off the sides and cover the coffin of this beautiful rabbi, this Reb Chaim Dahan. And as we finished and covered the entire coffin, we had them say Kaddish. It was too much. I'm not a strong-hearted guy. I'm a sweetie. This was a lot for me. I got back in my car, I started driving back to Brooklyn, and then I get the phone call. It's my father from Lakewood, Davidul. Rabbi Lankry just called me, and he raised the roof. He was screaming. I never heard him scream that loud. I said, why? What's the matter? He said he just saw the Zoom. He saw you were in a cemetery by Rabbi Dahan. He saw that you gave the speech by the grave. Rabbi Lankry says, is he crazy? He's going outside a middle of COVID? Call Duvi right now. Tell him he's not allowed to go outside. No more cemeteries. No more funerals. I said, but, 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 that's it. I said, okay. I went home. Didn't come out. No more cemeteries. No more funerals. The next week, I got a dozen phone calls. Rabbi Lankry said, no more cemeteries. No more funerals. The next week, I'm watching on Zoom a different funeral from someone in the community. And on the camera, who comes walking right by? Rabbi Langry. I said, wait one second. Holy cow. Look at this. He gives it to me over the head. He yells at me something awesome. My poor father had to take the beating for his son, which is not the first time a father takes beatings for his son. And he himself is walking around the cemetery at a different funeral. What's going on? What happened to COVID-19? And he's much older. He's more susceptible. I said, that's it. (laughs) The next day, I drive out to Robert Lankry's house upstairs from the shul. I come walking upstairs, and this time I don't even knock on the door. I push the door open. Where's the rabbi? The Robertson said he's in the back on the porch. I walk outside. Rabbi Lankry, he sees me. You stupid. I said, you went to a cemetery. COVID-19. What are you thinking? It's dangerous. I said, Rabbi, 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 that's why I'm here. I saw you on Zoom yesterday. You were by the cemetery yourself by a funeral. He says, yeah, so? I said, what do you mean so? You can be there, COVID-19, with all the danger and not me. And you know what he answers me? He says, you stupid. The Malachamavet is scared of me. But you, you're a dead man. That's what he tells me. And I'm thinking to myself, what does that mean? Rabbi Lankry sometimes was the type of guy that you can't really ask, what does that mean? But he said the Malachamavet was scared of him. But you, you got to be careful. I didn't understand what that meant until... Two weeks ago, Shabbat, Rabbi Lankry, for the first time in months, gets dressed on Shabbat, comes downstairs, he gives the dirashah in shul, he prays with them shachrit, 
He gives the dirasha after Kiddush. He comes back downstairs and gives the class before Mincha, prays Mincha, gives the class by Sudat Shalishit. They're looking at him like, wow, what happened to the rabbi? It's, a, it's the old Rabbi Lankri. He's in full bloom. We haven't seen him in months. He comes down. He's giving classes. He looks great. He's eating. After Shabbat, he goes upstairs, makes Havdalah. He has Sudat Revi'it Malava Malka. He says goodnight to his wife, goodnight to his kids, goes to bed, and lays down to go to sleep for good. And Hashem took him so peacefully. And then the words rang in my head. The Malachamave cannot touch me. Because I spent my life living for others in the area of chesed, of burial, and in that area, I'm untouchable. And here's the chidush. This is something I heard from the great Reb Chaim Kanievsky. In an area that you help and live for other people, you have a special protection in that area. If you know somebody, God forbid, is sick, and you help them out with their sickness, you're protected from shamayim from that sickness because you live for someone else. You help someone else in that area, and you become then untouchable in that area. Could you imagine? 